very capable brother tonight that's going to be preaching to us. Pray for him as he comes up to break the bread of life. Amen. If you have ears to hear, hear. Hear, hear. Hear the word. Amen. I love the singing. Good singing. I'm not one of those gifted people that can play instruments, but I love to hear that country sound. Now, you can sit there and act like town dudes if you want to. I can tell by looking at you, you're clod hoppers. Amen. Preachers, it's good to have you tonight. I appreciate you coming. I... Good service this morning. God met with us. I like to go to his house when he's there. And we met, just had a great time. Great time. There's liberty, precious liberty, where the Spirit of the Lord is. There's liberty. I, uh, a lot of questions have asked me, and I, about my, am I still trying to go in revivals? I, I'm not really able to, to, uh, have uh, many revivals. I was down in Atlanta uh week before last, I think it was, and I was there on Sunday through Wednesday. I believe we had, if I'm not mistaken, eight saved, and that was wonderful. I love that. That's what it's all about. And uh, But I'm just not able to go in meetings as far as revivals, but I'm trying to like today, go on weekends, and I'm enjoying that. I, uh, preachers a lot of times say, well, we didn't know who you was. and Well, uh, please, for God's sake, don't quit calling. I, I've got the preacher's itch. I don't mind telling you. I may be sick, but I still love to preach. Uh, I'm not a... I was talking to Sister Lawson a while ago about Brother Charles. I said, see, is Brother Charles a uh, sportsman by hunter? Hunting and fishing, she said, "No, that's me. I'm just that way." My my wife, she's a she's a baseball fan, and she, I'd rather watch uh, mud holes go dry. <laughs> I just don't care about it at all. I just really don't. I just don't care about it. That's all right. I mean, if you like it, fine. But I could lay down and watch dead grass grow if exactly what's there. It just don't turn me on. I, a lot of folks ask me if I hunt. I hunt revivals. <laughs> I preach place to preach. But I, I remember this little story about uh, this lady told her husband. She said, now, uh, why do you like to hunt deer? Well, he said, it's just a, you know, I like to hunt. I'm a deer hunter. Well, she said, I'm going to go with you. Well, he said, honey, you don't know a thing about deer hunting. He said, I'm going, I'm going. Sure enough, the next day, she went with him deer hunting. And he placed her in a likely place, you know, to where there might be a deer come through. And she said, he told her, said, now stand right there. Showed her how to aim their gun and all of that. And he said, when you see a deer, if you see one, just slowly aim at it and pull the trigger. He said, I'm going up here. He said, if I hear you shoot your gun, well, I'll come right back. I'll run right back. And he laughed on his way and said, why, she couldn't hit an elephant. 
And he hadn't more than got in his stand. I think that's what they call him, or set or something. And, uh, but he heard her gun fire. Pow! Well, he went running down there to see what in the world he was shooting at. Before he got to where he could see her, he heard her scream and said, Leave my deer alone! Don't touch my deer! Well, he finally got out in the opening where he could see her, and here's this old cowboy <laughs> with his hands over his head. He said, My God, let him have the deer, but let me get my saddle. <laughs> yeah, he said, You can have the deer, but let me get my saddle off of it. <laughs> I'd probably do the same thing. I wouldn't know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'd do the same thing. <laughs> I'm, I just never have been a sportsman. Everybody has their own taste, but I just never have. I really have. But I thank you for having me, Brother Lawson, and having the privilege to come and be with you. I'm going to tell you folks something, and some of you don't know this. You have no idea. But Temple Baptist Church is a place where God's meeting His people. Now, I've traveled for 57 years. And if you think you're going to find Temple Baptist Church in every town or in every county or in every state, you're sadly mistaken. Now, that's the truth, Brother Lawson. It's just not. And let me say this, and he, he would, I, I know, I know Brother Lawson. He's God's man. That's obvious. He's a man that has knowledge of the Word and the power of God on him. And you better thank God over and over. I know he does. You better thank God over and over again for that morning on his back porch when God met Charles You better praise God for that. And the devil's giving him a hard time saying, if, you know, he's going to, next thing will be tongues and all of that. But I believe what this man believes and preaches, and I stand with him 100%. 100%. And you do the same thing. Don't you back away. Thank God for it. He came down to Cleveland preaching the Jubilee. He does every year. And I want, I'm looking for you next year. If you don't come, I'm taking you out of my will. You've had it. And I want to talk to these people sing up here a while ago. They about that much promised me they'd come last year. They didn't do it. They're in trouble. But he came down and preached at the Jubilee and told about meeting God on that back porch. And they'll see Cleveland is the Church of God town. That's the Church of God town. You in Cleveland, you you might ought to practice up on either machine die tie bow tie books like a cut a watermelon, amen. Because that is a church of God town. Now that just is. That's one. They they'll drift into a Baptist church every once in a while. And one dear lady heard Brother Charles preach. She said, "My God, the mercy of this bunch of Baptists going to get the Holy Ghost." <laughs> Amen. I said they're just bound to have the evidence for long. <laughs> and I said, "Amen, lady. We got it. Amen." But thank God for Temple Baptist Church. And you know what? If I was in Knoxville or in the radius of Knoxville, guess where I'd be a member at? 
as my daughter said, right here. Right here. Jeremiah, good to have you with us tonight. Thank God for you. Thank God for his preachers. I'm going to do something because I cannot get away from it. And now, listen to me. I'm not a lazy preacher. I have my outline ready this morning for tonight. And God would not, will not let me preach it. And I ain't going to fight with God. I just ain't going to do it. And God's got something for somebody here tonight. And I want you to listen. Shelly, you that you bless my saint, my heart tonight with your saint. I think it was Deham that said, "In every congregation that you go to and preach, you'll always be aware that there are suffering people in that crowd. Suffering people in that crowd." Just because you're on the mountaintop does not mean that everyone else is. And we should strive to learn to be kind, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding. The tears that they're shedding now may be your tears tomorrow. And that person that's carrying a load right now, that may be your load tomorrow. Don't you ever forget that. Now, I've preached this message many times, but God knew who was going to be here tonight. And I, I just can't get away from it, and I'm not going to try you open your Bible to the book of St. Saint, Saint Mark, please. The book of St. Mark. And uh, you've asked me, did I get rest this afternoon? And yes, I did. And I had to, and I'm glad. But I won't be able to preach long, but I want to preach the very message that God... I want to be sure yes, yes. that I preach what God wants yes. and not what I want. So in the book of St. Mark, chapter 6, would you stand, please? And we're reading from chapter 6, verse 45. And straightway, he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida. And when he had sent them away, he departed unto a mountain to pray. And when Eve was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them walking upon the sea and would have passed by them. And when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, and cried out. And they all saw him, and were troubled, 
And immediately he talked with them and said unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Now you can't see this, but there's a shout just having a time down inside of me right now. I mean, there is. I mean, a full-grown shout right now. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the winds ceased. And they were sore amazed and wondered, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their hearts were hardened. Father, use me for a few minutes to magnify and glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. May your name be lifted up. May this be a time when the heart that's suffering, the soul that's lost, those that are going through difficult circumstances can feel and be aware of the touch of God. Thank you again in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Am I getting a feedback somewhere tonight? I mean, I, I, it sounds like it appeared to me. All right. I, I thought there was a problem there. Oh, thank you, sir. I'm glad Brother Roger Lee is here tonight. Amen. Brother, Brother Roger is a special, special friend of mine. I look at this story and have looked at it many times. The account is so demanding. When you look at it, you just don't read. There's something there that jumps out at you. There's a number of things that does jump out at you. And so many of you tonight have not become so so hungry for the Word that you have experienced that Scripture jumping out at you. But it will. Here is one of those situations that, uh, that I've read over and over and over again, and there's never been a time that I've read it that God has not used it in some way, in some different way from the last time, to, re- to reach down into my heart and do those things that I need to have done. I want to start now, if I can, and look at the picture, and I want you to look at it with me. I see Jesus that had instructed. He used the word constrain. That's a strong word. He constrained His disciples to get into a ship, a boat, and to go to the other side, to Bethsaida. Now notice, he did not get in the ship with them. Now, I want you to know something here. I have no trouble with the foreknowledge of God. God knows everything. What has happened, what's going to happen today, and what will happen tomorrow. No problem with that. He knows the hairs of your head. He knows your thoughts from afar. Nothing He does not know. So I want you to know He was not 
showing an act of cowardliness by not accompanying them because he knew they were going to face a storm. And I'll get to that storm in a minute. He told them to get into a boat, and they did. And then the others that were there, they went away. But notice, and I like this, Jesus went away into the mountains to pray. Look now, if you will, at the whole picture. Here are the disciples in a ship or a boat. Jesus is not there, but He's in the mountains praying. I want to ask you a question. Have there ever been a time so dark in your life? Have you ever been so pressed sore in your life? Now, you can be arguing if you want to, but I'm not going to argue with you. There have been times in my Christian life, and I love the Lord. But when things got so bad, I couldn't see the Lord. I just couldn't see Him. I tried to figure everything out, but He wasn't around. I couldn't see Him. But you know when I read this Scripture... The Bible said He saw them. So when you can't see the Lord, He can see you. When you're standing by that sick baby's bedside, with tubes down his nose and his femurs, brow is burning. And, oh, there's no hallelujahs or amens around you anywhere. And everything is pressing you sore. I want you to know He's looking right at you. Amen. Your circumstances does not keep his presence away. <laughs> let me have my time. I remember years and years ago, my daddy, we were told, well, my daddy was real, real sick. And uh, we lived down in the edge of Georgia. And we were poor people. And Dad was so sick, we couldn't take him to the hospital. No money. No money. And uh, some of our neighbors made up the money and hired two doctors to drive their big car out and come in and examine my daddy. Well, they came, and my mama and I were were there. They looked at my daddy. He was laying there. His mouth was open. He had not spoken days. Could turn him over. We'd pick the sheets up and roll him over. He was a dismal picture. 
It was a time when the storms was raging around that little four-by-four mama of mine that loved God. Oh, she loved God. And the doctors examined my daddy and mama and I were standing out in the backyard. They walked out and one of them put his hand on my head and said, Mrs. Ballou, Edward, your dad will soon die. He can't live like this. That was all. We didn't even have the money for that. But I, I stood there and looked up at those big important men. They drove out of their yard in their car. And up on the hillside, there was nothing but sagebrush. I never will forget what my mama said. She said, Ed, I want to be alone for a while. <laughs> I remember that Georgia moon was coming up over Fort Mountain. And I saw that little lady wading through those weeds. And after a while, <laughs> I saw her hands go down as she knelt in that sagebrush. And her voice echoed off on the side of Fort Mountain. As she said, <laughs> see, she couldn't see the Lord. I couldn't see Him. But she said, dear Lord in heaven, I need my husband to help me bring my boy. Uh, I, I stood there and all of a sudden her shouting was coming off of that hillside. Oh, she come through them weeds with a glow of heaven on her face. I walked back into that room where my daddy had not spoke for days. We put water in his mouth from a rag. But all of a sudden, daddy looked at me and said, Is that your mama shouting? See, when you can't see the Lord and the doctors are driving away and everything's gone, He can see you. There are times when the devil said, He's forgotten about you. I have something to tell to the devil tonight. He has not forgot about you. When you can't see Him, He can see you. He knows your problem. He knows the pain in your heart. He is not ignoring you. So many times folks think, I've tried to live right. I'm trying to go to church and I'm trying to do good. Why is God allowing this to happen to me? Your suffering and trials and heartaches and burdens can produce in your life 
Some of the greatest things that the sunshine could never do. Amen? Into each life, someone has said some rain must fall. Storms come our way. But the point I want to get across, when you look and the clouds are dismal and dark and pains all around you, He can see you. Amen, Roger? Yes, sir. How many of you have ever had those clouds roll into your life? And I mean hurt and you suffer. And your eyes were red and the sleep was gone. And the bills were coming due. How many of you know what I'm talking about? See what I'm saying? You've been there. But don't you ever let the devil tell you that God has forgotten you. He has not. Now then, I want to get to my favorite part of this. Notice here they are. Storm is raging. A frightening time. They had not forgot in that fuller sense, though the Bible tells us, and this is not contradictory, they were not remembering the loaves and the fishes. See, Boy, I tell you, God, when, he, when I get to preaching this point, God has to say, He has to drag me away from it. I like it. It's one, of those, it's one of those points I like to preach. Now, here that little bunch of fellows were in that boat. And this was a terrible time. Wind and waves. Oh, it was Friday. But Jesus... Was not there. Come on, brother. Come on, come on, preach it. Come on, amen. Wasn't there? Amen, brother. (laughs) (laughs) But now get the picture. And if you want to help God out, I may get on this and get hung up and can't get away. You'll have to say, well, move on, move on. Here they are. I don't know whether they were tossing water out of the boat. I, I do not know. But it looked bad. Now, they, they, they couldn't say, and it was stupid to think that, they couldn't say one to one of the others, Hey, get out of the boat and run get Jesus. There wasn't no cell phones. They wasn't no... They was in bad shape. But I want you to get something. Now, here's my point. When you can't get to Jesus, He can get to you. Do 
I hear amen right there. Watch it now. The Bible said Jesus saw them. He saw them. Now watch it. He did not ignore their desperate situation. But He came to them. Now watch this. Walking on the water. Now, I'm going to listen. This is blues theology. But if he'd have had socks on, I don't even believe his socks got wet. Hey, this may come as a shock to you, but I'm serving a water walker. Here comes Jesus. And they thought he was going to pass them. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now get a picture here. Get the picture. Watch it. Watch it. He talked to them. <laughs> wonder, wonder if he said, "How you doing?" <laughs> but the thing about it, it. By the Scriptures indicate that he didn't just jump up in the boat. It seems to me to appear that he just stood there on the water. <laughs> oh, talking to him. <laughs> oh, can I? I can't coin the phrase because it's already been said. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, what a saint. We're not only serving a water walker. We're serving a wind rebuker. On another occasion, you know the story quite well. He was in a ship, the Bible said. He was laying in the hinder part of the ship, his head on the pillow, asleep. A storm came up. And they were worried that they had no need to be, because you can't sink with him in the ship. There's no way. But one of them got all excited. I don't know if it was the chairman of the board or what. And run up to him and said, Hey, Master, tear us down not if we perish. Hey, you, you, we're in bad shape. Now watch Jesus. I said he's a wind rebuker. He got up. I would suppose he walked possibly to the side of the ship. I don't believe he raised his voice. The waves were way up here. Oh, that little ship was being tossed. And he looked that raging storm and wind in the face. And said, Peace, be still. I can just see one wave way up here, another wave on its way down. He looked at that wave and said, You better lay down, boy. 
You're in big trouble. So just listen to me. When your resources are failing you, when everything's falling apart, when you can't get to Him, He can get to you. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Next, I've got to hurry. When we can't see Jesus, He can see us. When we can't get to Jesus, He can get to us. Now, here's another circumstance. When we don't know what to say, He knows what to say to us. Some of the most wonderful moments in the world, in my own life, is when I've got to the place of being still and let God talk to me. Sometimes God talks to us through messages like I'm preaching. Sometimes He'll talk to us through a particular verse or chapter. Sometimes through a tract that's been handed to you. God still talks. And God always. Hallelujah. The Bible said we know not what we should pray for as we all. There's times I did not know what to ask God for. I know of one old heifer lady that's been praying for me to die for years. God, how I thank Him He hadn't answered her yet. But there's times I don't know what to pray for. Praying, my dear friend, is not what some of you suppose it to be. It's not, a prayer is not constructed out of a bunch of fancy words. A prayer can be coming from your heart while your hands are in the dishwater. While you drive along in a car. While you run the vacuum cleaner. It does not mean, oh, amen! Prayer is not a bunch of words. Sometimes when our hearts get so pressed, have you ever come to the place that your burden was so heavy and the load was so heavy and everything was going wrong when there wouldn't be no words come out, but you get on your knees and suddenly the only thing, the only sound, Hello? God is a grown interpreter. He knows the groanings of your heart. I'm going to say this tonight, and I'm doing this under the instructions of the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody here needed this message desperately. He would never have pressed my mind and heart so to make me sure I did not try to preach something else. That's right. 
Somebody here right now feels like they're going under. But when you can't get to Him, He can get to you. When you can't see Him, He can't see you. When you don't know what to pray, He knows what to tell you to pray. Next, when we don't have a friend seemingly in the world. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often find. Oh, what needless pains we bear. Amen. God said, casting all our cares on Him, He careth for us. He is that friend that sticketh closer than a brother. When your family and those around you have turned their backs on you for one reason or another, you can, you can feel Him ease up to you and put His arms around you. I've followed my dad, my mama, my brother, all of my family's gone, just me and Bobby, my brother down at the way of the cross. Amen. That's all that's left. He and I stood side by side and watched my baby brother be deposited to the ground. In hours such as this, when the undertakers are proficient at their job, they do their job well, the singers are sung well, the preacher brought a good message, and a time like there when there's still an ache in your heart.
When you can't help yourself. Can I sit down and preach a little bit? (laughs) Somebody shout for me. Hallelujah. Ah, listen. The other day, oh, a few weeks back, the revival offerings had stopped. There wasn't no revival. wasn't going. wasn't able to go. The devil screamed in my ears, said, Now then, what's he going to get, old man? You're crippled and sick, and you're not able to go, and God's going to let you starve to death. <laughs> Somebody say glory. <laughs> we didn't tell nobody. We didn't tell a soul. But there had to be a considerable amount of money come in in the next 24 hours. Oh, I've got to walk a little bit. I couldn't help myself. I didn't have anything to help myself But mom and I just <laughs> took it to God. <laughs> and take your burdens to the Lord and not bring them back with you. Leave them. We're serving a water walker, a grave robber. Why, he said, Peter, said, I know you got to need a little bit of money. Go down there and catch that fish and reach in its mouth. My mom and I, we couldn't help ourselves. She went to the mailbox. Three letters. <laughs> I can see skepticism on some of your faces. I'm not going into the most minute details. But I'm going to tell you, when you can't help yourself, that post lady did not know what she was bringing. But the three days before, God knew what our need was going to be. One from Iowa. Another one from Ohio. From a Methodist church. And another one from Georgia. Exactly. Are you listening to me? Exactly. How many of you believe exactly? Stand up if you believe it. I mean exactly. I mean exactly. The need was met. You can be seated. 
And I never even called Benny Chicken about it. Now unto him that is able. Say the word able. Able. To do exceedingly and abundantly above that that you can ask or think. And here it is. According to the power that worketh in us. Somebody here right now. Don't don't fuss with me. I'm an old man, and I'm not just a guessing. God knows and knew that you're in under an awful load. I I am instructed of the Holy Ghost to tell you this. You've been bringing it to God in prayer, but you take it back with you. That's a no-no. Leave it. Somebody here right now, and I don't know what it is. I have no idea, and I may never know. But there's a reason God wanted me to bring this message. You believe that, Brother Charles? Your load may be financial, it may be physical, it may be emotionally, it may be anything. But I'm trying to tell you, you're trying to fight your own battles, which is useless. God said, I'll fight your battles for you. Lay it on the Lord. Would you come and get your song ready, Brother Charles? Come, please, sir. You're going to have to make the invitation for me. I'm give out. Get your song ready, and I'm listening. I want you to stand with me, please, and bow your heads. I don't know what it is. Now, there. First of all, I want to ask if there's somebody lost. If you will raise your hand, I want to pray for you. Anybody lost that you don't know the Lord? You'd like to be saved, but you don't. Then there's somebody tonight that God wants to help you. God wants to meet your need. God wants to reach down and help you in this terrible time. Play softly. What's the song we're singing, brother? Leaning on the everlasting arm. Leaning on the everlasting arm. If you're here tonight and God's dealt or is dealing with you, I want you to come tonight while we sing. Brother Charles, would you please sing?